Hey everyone, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday Night Ricky. As you can see, special guest with me tonight and um, absolute uh, NZRC royalty, Richard Mason, five-time New Zealand champion, good enough to, to join us. Um, Richard, what are you up to these days, mate? You're still in Masterton, um, still still following the rally as, as much as you, you once did? Yeah, uh, look, we are not following the rallying as much as what we used to, but yeah, we're still in Masterton. Uh, we're running our business, Tom's Autos. Um, I'm there right now. Um, look, we have not been doing a whole lot of motorsport in the last few years, but occasionally we do get out to, to do a few skits here and there where we, where we get a chance. So what, what have you got in the, in the garage in terms of vehicles? Uh, so we still own the, our first championship winning car, which was our Bagai, uh, Bagai Subaru. And so we have uh, got that in the shed that gets brought out occasionally. Sometimes I'll dream up something new that I want to do with, with the suspension still and, and, uh, and make something and, and put it on there and try it out. And, and sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not. So, yeah, that sort of stuff. I mean, you, you finished up a number of years ago in terms of your, your regular um, competition, but, I mean, you, you finished because you'd basically achieved everything there was to achieve in the sport, presumably still at a, a fairly young age. Has there ever been <laughs> thoughts to, to come out and play again? Is, is that an ongoing sort of thing that you have to battle with? Um, look, it's it's not forgotten for us, and Sarah and I still, uh, you know, we enjoy our motorsport, um, but I suppose we have put in such a significant amount of effort into the time that we had uh, doing NZRC that we have really been doing a few of those things other people have done in their uh, in their spare time in the meantime you know <laughs> um you know i went off and got a pilot's license and uh we do a bit of fishing and all those other things that people do when they're not uh, terrorizing the, the roads out in the country what what would it take? You know, like is is there is there anything sort of left in terms of ambition there that you'd, you'd want to have a look at? Um, is there any particular category that that appeals if you, if you were ever to come back? Is it? Oh, it, look, I, I suppose like most guys in my position, um, you know, the thought of doing something in a in a two wheel drive uh, has some appeal to it. You know, um, you know, I grew up in the era era of um, BDA escorts and stuff like that. My dad had one. Uh, and, you know, after that was getting worked on the shed, then, then the obligatory drive down the road to make sure the wheels weren't going to fall off used to happen. So um, there's a love for me there. Um, that is not completely ruled out. Maybe we'll consider something like that in the future. As far as doing something bigger is concerned, um, you know, probably most of the boxes have been ticked for us and we've enjoyed everything we've done. I really like how these sort of new Rally 2 cars are, though. They, you know, I went for a bit of a spin with um, Rana Horan last year uh, before Rally New Zealand, and I was really impressed with the car and, and really just um, everything that it did. Just, it just did everything nicely. Um, and the thought of, for me and Sarah is probably uh, like a, a WRC tarmac event or something like that is, is a box that hasn't been tipped for us. Um, that's obviously not going to happen in New Zealand, right? So that would mean an overseas trip. So what makes that happen? I suppose um, significant sponsorship would be a good start. Uh, otherwise, um, maybe a lot of win, or uh, maybe if we could just work hard and um, put a bit of money in the in the corner, and one day we might get to go and do something cool. 
I mean, obviously, since since you finished up full time, you know, the game's changed. It's always been an expensive sport, but it has got a lot more expensive. The toys have got a lot more expensive. Those those new generation cars. Have you have you ever sort of had a a, a proper play in, in one? To and, and is that you know how much of a carrot would that be to? The thought of it getting more expensive has has never changed, right? Like every year, it's the same story. Oh, it's got more expensive. Well, it's always been expensive. It was expensive in the eighties. It's expensive now, um, and it's all relative to to the current economy, isn't it? You know, in in, in the climate, is it really more expensive than what it was twenty or thirty years ago? Probably not hugely. You know, like. The cars are a formula car that they're mainly using, uh, or it seems to be going that way, um, and, and they have probably a, a significant cost to the build. But once you have that car, then maintaining it is really probably not the world's biggest problem. You know, they're, they're pretty reliable, which means you get pretty good value for money as far as your rallies are concerned, because most of the time you're going to get to uh, finish them unless it's of your own fault, you know. So... Um, have I had a spin in one? No, I haven't. Uh, other than going um, with Rana last year, I uh, haven't been able to go for a spin. Um, uh, you know, does well, it interest you? Get on the wheel. What's that? It, he didn't no, no, he's got ready. You know, he, he liked the thought of being behind the wheel himself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, not surprising, I suppose. You know, like you spend all that money buying these toys. It's funny you might want to drive it yourself. Um, I mean, over the over the course of the next couple of years, as we see more and more of them come in, more people be able to afford to to buy one. Perhaps some of the the ones that have been here now on the market, as as people look to upgrade and whatnot, is to become more realistic to to get hands on one for a one off. Well, probably right. Like if we went back uh, to the beginning of R five cars, the only way to buy one was to get a brand new one, right? And yeah, that was expensive. But now you can look at getting a um, a second-hand vehicle, uh, much in the same light as as things were done in the past. You know, like right, you know, in the last twenty or thirty years, there would be some people that would have a new car, and those cars would often get shifted on down the field uh, every sort of couple of years. You know, um, so maybe that opportunity is arising at the moment where there's enough cars in the cycle uh, that they're moving along, and, and and more and more people are getting a chance with this and. Um, you know, we're seeing that a lot with the AP4 cars, you know, that they now uh, are available to a much bigger uh, group of people than what they were when they were brand new. If there was, a, you know, a magic bullet there that allowed you to, to have a skid one more time, is, is there a particular event here in New Zealand that, that sort of, you know, would, would draw more interest than anything else, I guess? Well, you know, I've liked the events that have been close to home, and, and I don't think it's because... Uh, I live here, I think that there really just is some fab fabulous uh, roads around the Wairapa, around your Manawatu and your Hawke's Bay in particular, but there's a really, really uh, great bunch of roads around there and I enjoy all the rallies around there. Um, Rally New Zealand has got a special place in my heart and I think probably anyone that's ever done it, uh, once they get past scrutineering and the hype of before the event, uh, actually turning up at the rally, they realise that, it, that it's a pretty special event. So that'd be great. Um, really, we're pretty lucky in New Zealand. Like you could turn up at any uh, NZRC event anywhere in New Zealand and you're going to have an amazing time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll mate, the, obviously, the Daybreaker returning, you know, one of the most famous rallies on the New Zealand calendar returning uh, this yeah, year. Um, just up the road from you, I know, I'm sure you'll be up for a bit of a look-see. I mean, you, you were there last time, 2013, I think, from memory, the last time the Daybreaker ran, albeit not in Daybreaker form, but using those stages. What do you, what do you sort of remember of, of those roads? Well, it's been a long time since it's been run with the midnight start configuration. Um, I have done one of those uh, a long time ago. Uh, and, you know, really that was a, a real challenge and an amazing event. Um, and I, I can understand the logistical nightmare with running uh, an event that goes, you know, starts at midnight and goes right through the, the evening. You know, they've got some real challenges with the um, with, with everything, really, you know, be it um, safety um, right down to the logistics of your people. And, you know, often at three o'clock in the morning, if you're lucky, if it's a beautiful evening, then you're going to be freezing because it's going to be a frost down this way. Um, uh, Road-wise, uh, incredible roads uh, for the matter of two. You know, my understanding is they're going to go up towards the Taihapi region and, and back down again. So there's, there's quite a big block of, of roads in there with just, you know, everything every rally driver likes, really. They're, they're going to have a lot of long corners that are linked together. Um, which means, you know, you're going to get a lot of car movement. You're not going to get a lot of time on the throttle um, between corners. Um, and people that have a good car set up and are really committed to, um, to to keeping their speed up through the corners, they're going to be the ones that are uh, going to be the winners. Um, you know, typically speaking, there's not a lot of big rocks in the drains or anything like that. So uh, spectators are likely going to see guys that are, really, you know, like dipping right into the drains and, and using a lot more than just the road. You know, you, you pay to use from the fence to the fence, you know, so you need to use the whole lot. You know? um, mate, Ridge Road got a bit of a mention. We did that um, exercise a couple of years ago during the COVID break where, you know, most most uh, renowned or best stages in New Zealand rallying and Ridge Road was certainly front and centre there. Just tell yeah. us a little bit about what makes that place so special. I think the key to Ridge Road is uh, is the challenge. You know, it's about 30 k's long the last time I ran it. Um, normally, you, you run it from the northern uh, end running south, uh, and, and it just gets harder and harder and harder. So um, the last 5 k's probably take around the same amount of time as what, what the previous 10 did, you know. Um, so, so it's really quite a, an effort in the car. You know, you've just got to stay focused. Um, it's there's a lot of undulation. It's running through uh, a lot of rolling hill country, uh, and the roads are weaving in and out of the um, of the valleys and, and up over the crests and ridges, uh, all the way down. You know, on the ridge road. You know, funny that. Um, the surface is pretty good. You know, like it's a hard base gravel. Um, there will be a lot of loose sort of marbly stuff on top, so you probably see that there's going to be a bit of a disadvantage to the front runners if it's dry, and you'll see those guys advantaged uh, if it's wet. Um, you know, mostly speaking, uh, a lot of cars will have trouble uh, with brakes uh, towards the end of the stage, so, you know, the sort of driver that's going to think about that a little bit and make sure that they... Um, look after the car, look after their tyres, can make the most of it in the, the last part of that stage. And, and that's really where you can pull out a whole pile of time from nowhere. You know, you could be mid-stage on Ridge Road 
and be down on your competitors and you could come out with a 10 or 15 second lead by the end of the stage if you um, if you worked hard enough at it. So a lot of tactics involved. Absolutely, and obviously a great spot too to go and watch from a spectator yeah. standpoint as well. Yeah, so. um, mate, you sort of started off by sort of asking you how much you, you follow things these days. I'm sure not as much as when you were competing, but <laughs> you, you still follow the sport. I mean, how would you describe the the strength of certainly at the point of you now, Cat One? How, how, how strong do you think it is compared to different generations gone by? Look, I think all generations have had a, a bunch of pointy end competitors that can do a fabulous job. Uh, and we were really lucky in the, all the years that we were doing NZRC that it was very competitive. But right now, uh, it's easily as competitive as it's ever been. Um, any driver that's been out there and really witnessed how fast they're going uh, really appreciates how much effort's going and how much concentration's going on from those guys. Um, you know, it, it's a great spectacle. You know, if you really uh, pay a lot of attention, um, the Rally 2 cars are almost more interesting to watch than what the WRC 1 cars are, uh, and mainly because the guys can really move them around, use a lot of road, and, and um, you know, to get the most out of them, they're, they're quite flamboyant. Uh, whereas if you're watching WRC, there's a lot of aero in the cars, and in some respects, they're not as exciting to watch. So um, Rally 2 really, to me, is, is the formula... Um, the formula to enjoy from a spectator's point of view at the moment. So the fact that we've got some great competitors at the moment, um, you know, Hayden has been has been smashing it for a long time now and doesn't seem to be letting up on that. So, you know, kudos to him. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the other guys are really not that far behind. Uh, they just need to find the same sort of focus that he does and just, you know, find a little bit more speed and, uh, you know, they could be there too. And, the moment they give him a push, then uh, it's going to be game on. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really interesting. We, we've spent the last few years, um, you know, basically since the show started, talking about the balance of power. And, you know, you've got Hayden, he's WIC driver, he's a full-time professional, out in front setting the standard and how everyone's trying to use that as the, the target to get better and better. And we're definitely seeing that. But that balance of power behind us, I'm absolutely fascinated by it. I mean, I think Ben, ben Hunt's always been extremely consistent. He's got a couple of New Zealand titles to show for it. Yeah has traditionally been second quickest to Hayden um, over the course of, of you know, a season. Um, but we're starting to see the Rana Horns make some inroads. Ari Pettigrew this year has really found some additional speed. We know that Robbie Stokes has got blinding speed you know, if he can sure put does. it all together. You know, where, where do you sit? Some great young kids coming through too. Um, you know, we've mentioned Jack Hawkswood in the past, but that, that Cat 2 battle, some real talent there. I mean, how do you sort of see that balance of power at the moment? And is it is, you know, you see it like us, that it's too damn hard to call and, and rank these guys in order? No, yeah, I think it is too hard to call, you know. Like there, uh, there is probably, uh, you know, five or six competitors that could all put their hand uh, hand up for a, for a rally win. And, and that's fabulous, you know. And, and I don't want to name drop anyone, but there's some amazing people there that they're... Um, Every time I'm watching the rallies on, on either online or, or live or, or um, uh, at the rallies, I just can't believe how close a lot of these competitors are. It's just, um, you know, it's an awesome place to be at. You know, there have been some small periods of time when we haven't had that, but certainly it's looking strong at the moment. You know, we've got big fields. Um, I was looking at the daybreaker entry last night and they've got nearly 100. 
um, which is, is pretty solid, really, you know, to, to get something like that. Um, and when you look at the top end of the field, um, you know, there's probably five or six people that can put their hand up for that one. Uh, and that is really going to come down to any of those normal factors that you consider, right? Like, you know, whether you can keep the car on the road to begin with um, and whether conditions suit you, your driving style um, and whether you just have some bad luck items like some uh, mechanical type problems with the car. Um, and, and that's going to determine who does what for the, for the rally there. As far as our young guys coming through, um, from what I can see, there's some really good young talent coming through. Um, and maybe not some, some such young talent, but some good talent, you know. Um, we've got a young guy, Jackson Cleanan, just around the corner from us down here. I know his family's trying really hard to, um, to give him the best opportunity he can for the future. Uh, but he's just another, one of a number of people that are, that are trying real hard right now. Yeah, the championship is in, in great great space, isn't it? It's just missing a couple of things, a, a mason on the start line and a lot of upper rally. So we've got, got some work for you to do over summer. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'll give it a No, but it's been hey, bloody great to, to, to catch up. I hope, I hope life's treating you well. And, yeah, we'd love to see you oh, yeah. out pedaling at some point. So hopefully we'll see it uh, on the on the stages out in, um, at Daybreaker in, uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we're certainly hoping to um, get out and have a bit of a look around, um, you know, if we get some good weather, we'll get a lot of people out. Uh, if we get some bad weather, we'll get the real diehards come out and have a look. So uh, either way, it'll still be great. We'll, we'll be there for sure. But, yeah, appreciate your time, Richard, and uh, all the best, mate. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for the time. Cheers. Thanks, mate.